listening to your body and um, allowing yourself to nourish it as needed. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit. I'm really happy to have registered dietitian Kelsey Larson back on the show with me today. The last time that she was here, back in episode seven, um, after we stopped recording, we got to talking about what's the end result. You know, I asked her, in her opinion, you know, what what are we shooting for when it comes to eating behaviors? You know, there's all kinds of different tips and tricks and diets and preferences. And, you know, some people will tell you, hey, this is the way you got to eat. This is when you got to eat. Other people will tell you something completely different. You know, I asked her, if you were going to break it down or, or boil it down to like, you know, a simple definition of, you know, what we're all kind of shooting for when it comes to eating, um, what would it be? And that triggered for her um, a quote that she uses in helping the clients and the patients that she um, works with. And it's a quote from Ellen Satter, who is an internationally recognized authority on eating and feeding. Um, and so she shared that quote with me and, you know, over the weeks we've we've been talking back and forth a little bit about it and I thought, hey, this would be an awesome topic um, for our community to think about. So this quote is called, you know, normal eating. Like, what is normal eating? And so it's a definition, really, from this um, internationally recognized authority on the subject. I think you're going to find it super interesting if you haven't come across this one already. And even if you have, um, we're going to break it down a little bit. And here are some of the highlights that I'd like you to listen for. First of all, um, this is a very subjective process, which makes sense, right? What is normal eating? Um, Like I mentioned, it's so individual, right? And so that might be part of why a definition like this is such a challenge. Um, So as you listen, think about what normal eating is for you. We're going to throw around some different ideas and concepts, and I just want to encourage you um, and invite you to think about yourself in terms of this definition and what, what normal is for you. Another big highlight that I want you to listen for is our conversation around the word satiety and listening to your own biological cues when it comes to hunger and fullness, because that is such a big part of this process of us having a normal, healthy, balanced relationship with food. And then finally, listen when we start talking about trust. Because in the end, the goal for all of us really is to have confidence and trust that we can make good decisions 
throughout the day on the fly when it comes to what we're eating and how much we're eating. Okay, here is my interview with Kelsey Larson. The way that it's worded, normal eating, you know, I don't necessarily agree that it should be termed normal eating. Um, but I will say that I think with like this diet culture that most people rely on so heavily, um, just that people hear all sorts of things, have all sorts of opinions that are formed um, without it really um, knowing if it's credible or not. So I think that the reason that I found when I found this quote, I thought it was very helpful is because it really brings us back to the basics of mm. what is eating, what should eating look like? What should our behaviors around eating consist of, you know, even what are our emotions like around yeah. eating? So it kind of encompasses it all. Um, so I think that's, that, that's one of the main reasons that I was attracted to it. However, how I discovered this quote from Alan's, uh, Alan Satter is actually her name um, was, when I was working with like eating disordered patients, um, when I was in a hospital setting. So when I was shown this quote, I've definitely relied on it um, in education with clients because um, I think that establishing a baseline or even like a long-term goal of where we want our eating behaviors to be at, um, it really sets the stage and helps us figure out what what steps we wanna take to get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I can see why it would be so helpful. Like begin with the end in mind, right? Like it helps, like, is this thing that we're going to try really going to be the best way to get to the end result that we want? So this quote gives you the kind of the end result, right? Like ideal, ideal eating for a, a normal, healthy person. Right. So again, normal, right? Yes. Yes. Again, with these quotes, I know verbally <laughs> you, you hear it, but quoting. you don't see it. Yes. With, with quotes. Um, but yes, you know, I think with anything, when, when we're trying to make, when we have a goal in mind or, or something that we're wanting to change, we're always setting short-term, long-term goals. And I think that this quote really does um, encompass a long-term goal. Now with this, with this, it doesn't mean that it's going to be specifically um, all these these goals in in this quote might not necessarily fit every individual. However, I think that it does ha- you know give you like a good foundation of where of where you want to guide that person to. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, would you mind sharing it with us? Like, just kind of yeah. read through it. Tell us kind of what that what it looks yeah. like. What is it? Absolutely. And I guess so. I should probably tell you just a little bit about Alan's uh, Satter too, just so that you like have a little bit of background on who she is. Um, She's actually a nutritionist, family therapist, author, trainer, publisher, consultant. She's been working in this field for over 40 years. um, And she's also worked as a registered dietitian in an outpatient medical practice, as well as like a psychotherapist in a private practice setting too. So she has had quite the array of uh, exposure to working with a variety of people, um, mostly family-based treatments related to like eating disorders. Um, And, you know, she has a few books out there, but, but this quote is pretty iconic for her. um, And it is just titled, what is normal eating? So I'm going to go ahead and read that. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts out saying normal eating is going to the table hungry and eating until you are satisfied. It is being able to choose food you like and eat it 
and truly get enough of it, not just stop eating because you think you should. Normal eating is being able to give some thought to your food selection so you get nutritious food, but not being so wary and restrictive that you miss out on the enjoyable food. Normal eating is giving yourself permission to eat sometimes because you are happy, sad, or bored, or just because it feels good. Normal eating is mostly three meals a day or four or five, or it can be choosing to munch along the way. It is leaving some cookies on the plate because you know you can have some again tomorrow, or it is eating more now because they taste so wonderful. Normal eating is overeating at times, feeling stuffed and uncomfortable, and it can be under, and it can be under eating at times and wishing you had more. Normal eating is trusting your body to make up for your mistakes in eating. Normal eating takes up some of your time and attention, but keeps its place as only one important area of your life. In short, normal eating is flexible. It varies in response to your hunger, your schedule, and proximity to food and your feelings. I'm just gonna let it sit for a moment. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to take in. It, I really yeah. think that, I mean, it covers both, you know, mind, body, spirit. I mean, all of the above. It encompasses yeah. everything, I think, with it. And it yeah. can be applied, I think, to any age. You know, in any culture. um, Yeah, I think she does a really good job at encompassing a large population of people. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious, you mentioned earlier, like the kind of culture, the diet, diet culture, however you phrased it. What Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what aspects of that definition that you read are maybe the ones that kind of most um, differ from that kind of quick fix diet culture that that we might be used to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, just kind of revisiting part of that quote, um, you know, I think one of the biggest things is when you go to even just starting out at the very beginning of that quote, going to the table when and and eating Mm. until you're satisfied you know some people are just looking at a food label and trying to eat that one portion or are filling up their their maybe their measuring cup or or weighing their food you know so so allowing yourself um to provide your body with nutritious foods without having to um doing doing all the measuring just being mindful in general versus having uh forcing yourself to have to eat a certain portion um i think is really important because what happens is if you know if we are portioning out foods yes it is it's a good habit to like learn what a true portion size is you know where where it would you know how we can best fill our bodies with foods um in like portion sizes that are realistic for our bodies. However, when we do portion out our foods, um, one thing that can happen is we start to ignore like our hunger and satiety like cues or or what our body's saying, you know, we start to ignore that. Well, I have to stop after this, but what if your body's, you know, showing other signs of hunger yet still, what do you do then? Gotcha. Hmm. 
Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess I, I'm curious, like in you, and you mentioned that you'd used it with, um, you know, patients or clients that you, you had worked with, like what aspects of this definition were, were the ones that were most valuable for, for some of the people that you worked with? Yeah. Um, I guess there's, there are a few things in here. Um, I guess one of the big ones that I see with, I'll just say, um, people that I see in even now just a gym setting is the um, amount of meals we're eating in a day. Going back to the quote, it says normal eating is mostly three meals a day or four or five, or it can be choosing to munch along the way. And I think that in our current uh, like diet culture, that's not always um, represented that way. Some people are like, nope, I know I need to eat three meals a day or I'm intermittent fasting. So I know I can't eat until noon or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, so, um, you know, normal eating is where if, you know, if you truly are feeling hungry, you should be able to allow yourself to eat. Even if that means today it's three meals and tomorrow it's six, you know, you mm-hmm. should be listening to your body and um, allowing yourself to nourish it as needed. Yeah. It, as you're, you know, as we're talking about it, and even as you were reading it, it, I think the word like trust kept coming up for me. Like you, you, if things are working the way they should, you can trust, trust your body or you're confident, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the process, you know, just the biological process of eating and feeling full. Like, um, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why we don't trust that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, that would probably be another conversation, but like how would you help someone to kind of reestablish that um, that trust or that confidence in like, yeah. oh, like I, mm-hmm. I, I eat when I'm hungry and I, when, I'm, when I'm good, I'm done. Um, like what are some of the maybe, I don't want to say tricks, but like tools that you've used maybe or, or methods that you've used to help people to, kind of like get back in touch with that. And maybe it is like you mentioned, um, you know, that awareness of, you know, how full yeah. I am, maybe that maybe that's mostly it. But what are what are some of the things that you've used to help? Yeah, yeah, that? I mean, that you you are right. That is actually one of the biggest things I usually start with, you know, normalizing um, that every person is different. So taking that comparison component out of it, um, whether that's family, friends, social media, taking that piece out of it because everybody is different. Um, everybody and every body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also, um, like, like you mentioned about like n- that awareness of things. So, um, kind of having people eat their normal eating patterns and after each meal, you know, maybe having them rate on a scale of one to 10, how full they are or, you know, or opposite how, you know, am I, um, satisfied, you know, however you want, however you want to word that, but, um, you know, having them rate where they're currently at to see, okay, well, maybe then I should eat more. It just kind of helps them become more aware of, of if they're, you know, how they're doing with their meals, portion sizes, and even maybe what's, what's even in the meal, you know, is it mostly carbs? Is it mostly protein? Um, to kind of learn their body and see where they're at, because, once they learn and reestablish those, those satiety um, cues, 
then there's going to be that trust that you talked about. You know, you're going to build trust in yourself. Well, I know that for my body, you know, I can have, um, you know, a larger amount of, of protein, you know, and maybe a little bit smaller amount of carbs, but I know I'm going to have a vegetable for sure. And I know I'm going to have that cookie because that really serves my, or fills up my cup in happiness, you know? So, so, you know, you can take multiple things into consideration. Yes. Health is important, but also, um, your emotions can also serve a very, a purpose as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked that too. The flexibility factor, you know, there's, I think some, sometimes when people, Hey, this is the way that I should do it. And Mm -hmm. then they have something that is outside of that. It's almost like, all right, I blew it. Like, and it can be sometimes days or weeks or even months, you know, before, before the spiral gets fixed again, and maybe they feel like they're back on track and all right, now I'm doing the thing, the plan again. And, Oh, I blew it again. You know, that kind of mm-hmm. cycle, right? Yes. It, this definition has that flexibility of allowing you to, I don't know, I would, I would say like have some fun once in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess what, like, what do you feel like happens after that in a, maybe a healthy situation, you know, maybe it was, so we did say like, it's healthy to have the extra cookies or healthy to have some fun Mm -hmm. once in a while. Mm -hmm. Like what, what would, and maybe, you know, for someone, maybe you worked with in the past or a client that you're working with, like, what would be like, maybe the next thought after I have that, like, Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. meal, I won't call it a cheat meal or anything. I'm just saying I had that fun meal. Like we're, where would it be healthy for me to go next in order to like stay in a good place? Yeah, no, no, that's a great question. Yeah. So, so allowing yourself to have maybe that cookie or a bowl of ice cream or something like that, you know, maybe that's filling up your happiness cup or that's filling up or that's helping you with, with stress or a certain emotion that you're having. Um, So I guess the biggest thing that I would look at is, once they have that meal, what are their first thoughts that come to mind? Are they feeling guilty? Are they feeling they now need to restrict? Are they feeling they now need to, um, well, I had one cookie, I might as well have 10, you know? Um, so just like, where is their mind going after they allow themselves to have that? Are they telling themselves that, you know, I like I've been so deprived for so long that this is something that I should be okay with? more often it doesn't have to be an everyday thing but on occasion or like trying to like see where their mind's at because we want to alter the way they're thinking about it into forming it into a positive way um again to getting back to that again in quotes but normal eating so so definitely like seeing where their thought process goes from there so once someone has that cookie or whatever whatever dessert or treat that they choose to have following up with them and seeing how it went, um, would be my next step. So I can see like, uh, having a coach or therapist or, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. with a dietitian, like after that Mm -hmm. to like, Hey, Oh, that that's cool. Tell me, you know, I can imagine Mm -hmm. the coach would be like, Hey, tell me, tell me how it went. Tell me what you thought after. Um, if somebody didn't have access to someone to help them with it, you know, like, let's just say, I, I just like binged out on a Friday night yeah. on stuff that I feel like I shouldn't have had. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what would you recommend? 
yeah well, what to the do next then? day saturday mm-hmm. like what well, i guess i'm curious to know like where what would you mm-hmm. recommend i do kind of yeah. mentally afterward absolutely <laughs> especially with the asking fourth for a of friend july. kelsey i'm asking <laughs> for a friend Yes. Well, especially with the 4th of July weekend coming up, I'm sure a lot of people might be feeling that way come Sunday or Monday. Um, And yes, and, you know, for one, allowing yourself to overindulge on occasion is okay. Our bodies will be okay. Our minds will be okay. So it's, it's, um, the biggest thing, the best thing to do after maybe you have a week of overindulgement, whether that's beverages or food, um, the best thing you can do afterwards is go back to these healthy habits that you've already established. Don't restrict, don't overdo it on things. Go back to those normal behaviors and get back in your patterns of what you're, you know, what you're doing to help reach the goals that you're working on. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also hydration is really important too, um, after times like that as well. Um, but really the thing, the, the biggest thing, especially with normalizing or having less disordered eating is to get, just get back into doing what you're, you were doing in terms of reaching your goals. Okay. Yeah. So cool. that's the biggest thing. We don't want to overdo anything. We don't want to, you know, just eat salads all day long, um, you know, just getting back into having a healthy balanced meal again, having adequate carbs, proteins, fats, all of the above. You wouldn't have to make any other changes than that. Got it. So it's almost, it's like, uh, I can imagine like, like there, there's that like course correct, like mentality of like, I went way over here. Now I got to go all the way back over here yes. instead yes. of just like, just, you know what, just get back, just get back in the middle, like get. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, my friend will benefit from that. (laughs) (laughs) What my friend usually needs the reminder of that as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I wonder like if that's, if that's okay to just need a reminder once in a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. that's normal. It is true. I think what happens is like you said, if we get back in that mid lane versus trying to swerve, um, back in, in, in the opposite direction, what happens then is we're just going to continuously swerving versus mm-hmm. trying to get back to neutral. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. What, so you mentioned a couple of things like, uh, especially around awareness, you know, I, I think awareness, um, what I heard was like awareness of what's going on biologically, right. My mm-hmm. body's mm-hmm. signals, but also mm-hmm. like what's happening psychologically or emotionally, like yeah. that awareness. So, um, kind of help if, if you, you know, we are going to help somebody move forward, but you know, this whole idea of like, um, you know, like we've talked about the diet culture mm-hmm. has really made an imprint on, on me and, you know, I want, okay, this is making sense. Like begin with the end in mind, where, where do I want to end up with food and with eating, um, with awareness, I guess, kind of being that main theme that, that we've isolated out of that definition what would you recommend kind of our like first steps for someone who wants to begin making adjustments Mm -hmm. or begin with awareness like are there like um, journaling techniques or uh, like worksheets like what kind of things would you would you recommend yeah um 
I guess it really does depend on where you're, you know, where you're currently at and maybe how disordered the eating behaviors are for you. Um, but you know, one thing that I always like people to do initially is I ask them, what does an ideal day look like in detail, write down what an ideal day looks like and include food, you know, how you're feeling before and after you're having the food, what you're eating, how often, how much, all of the above. So writing that all down. And then from there, we look at it and, oh, I see that, you know, you really want to have that cup of coffee with the cream in there. Why aren't we doing that? How, how can we make that work for you now so that you're feeling so fulfilled to get close to this ideal day for you? So that's honestly one of my favorite exercises of where to start. Hmm. You know, maybe it's like, well, I've been told don't eat after seven o'clock. And I know at seven o'clock, my stomach is growling or eight o'clock, you know? So it's like, so in, you know, in that little journal prompt, maybe they're eating a, a hefty snack at eight o'clock and that's okay too. So, so I think that that's a really good place to start to see what, where, where they envision themselves and where they want to be. Um, and then slowly helping them taking, you know, making one small change at a time to reach, you know, their overall goals with their, with their eating, with their health in general. Cool. Cool. That's awesome. I wonder, like, do you, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Is there, do you have a worksheet or, you know, I mentioned that I I love a template. I'm wondering like that, you know, even reading, you know, how full somebody, how full I feel after a meal or like, is there, do you have a tool? I I would love to share it. You know, I could link it in the, in the show notes. Is there something out there that, that you've used? Really good question. So there's actually a, a, a workbook that I've used before. I, I, I don't have access to it at the moment, okay. but um, there's a workbook that I've used and pulled questions out of and, and different tools from. Um, and the book is called Eight Keys to like a Successful Recovery with Eating Disorders. Oh. However, I will, I want to say as well that you know, even if you're someone who doesn't have an eating disorder, but want to work on making changes to your eating, I still think it's a very valuable tool in helping you get to that, to that point. Okay. Wow. Cool. With it. So, so I'm, I'm going to quick see what the name or what the author is of the book. Um, But she has both the actual book and then also a workbook for it. Um, oh yes. And the author is Carol Costin or Carolyn Costin. So, oh, cool. so that is one that, you know, I, I certainly would recommend. Uh, she has tons of, of, uh, exercises in there. She's actually like a therapist for, um, people with eating disorders. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for mentioning that resource. That's cool. I'll have to check that out as well. Um, share it with my friend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if I find any other tools, I can certainly share them with you. No. And I think you gave, you gave us like a really good one there too, of writing out, you know, what a, what a perfect day looks like. Um, I, I with that definition in mind, right? Like this is flexible. Mm-hmm. Like this is not like a, a one, one size fits all approach. Like what does your day look like? Yeah. Um, 
you know, with regard to, to food and other things, you know? Yeah. 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 Having that, having that quote as like a template or to help guide you because it does help cover all those aspects, whether it's, you know, a special occasion you have coming up, whether it's super stressful um, thing that's going on at work or in your relationship, let's still try to figure out how we can create behaviors that um, can help us reach, reach our goals um, with, with eating, with, with uh, maybe even exercise or moving our bodies, all of the above. Mm -hmm. Wow. Cool. Kelsey Larson. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Super interesting conversation, right? All right. The first theme I asked you to listen for was what is normal eating for you? This is totally subjective to your preferences, your lifestyle, your schedule, right? Um, but we need to put some thought into it as we move forward. What are you going to be eating like six months, 12 months, two years, five years, 10 years down the road? That will inform the decisions that you make now about which methods that you choose, which diets, right, with the quotes around that word that you might try, um, what types of, you know, self-experimentation that you do to take you to that end goal. And of course, it's flexible. So what's normal now or what you think 10 years from now is going to be normal for you, that may change. But it's so helpful to have that definition for yourself as a guide moving forward. So I really hope that that the definition that we shared from Ellen Satter is super valuable for you and can kind of help you get your gears turning when it comes to what healthy, balanced, normal eating might be for you. The second theme I asked you to listen for was around the word satiety, because that is such a huge part of this process for all of us is around how much we're eating. Are we listening to the cues that our body is giving us um, around being hungry and then also around being satisfied and being full? All those signals need to be listened to in order for us to be healthy right? For the most part, we need to be listening to them. And the third theme, the last one that I asked you to listen for was around trust and confidence. Getting to that point where you can trust yourself and the decisions that you're making with food. In particular, when it comes to kind of like getting back on track, right? When you've eaten things, maybe that you aren't happy with, you made decisions that you wish you hadn't made, what do you do next? Get back to the healthy behaviors that you've already established. Sometimes things happen. You eat more than you planned. You eat something that you know you didn't intend to or that was fun food or you have a fun meal. Trust your body knows what to do with that extra food once in a while. And then just get back on track with the healthy behaviors that you've already established. Of course, you have to have those in place to begin with. So, if you need to, take the action step that I'm going to recommend for you. It's the same one that Kelsey highlighted in the conversation. You already heard this. So all I'm going to ask you to do and challenge you to do is take the step. Think about what an ideal day, a normal day of eating will look like for the healthiest version 
of yourself. Then write it down. As you kind of go through the day, think about when you'd be eating, what you'd be eating, how much of it you'd be eating. I want to invite you to sit back after you've finished doing that writing assignment and ask yourself, what's a small change that I can make right now to move toward this plan that I just put in place? All right, that's it for me. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time and attention here with me today. Oh, and before I go, next week we're going to do something kind of fun. Hopefully, hopefully it goes well. One of our trainers, Jessica, is going to be interviewing me here on the Begin Within podcast. So tune in. I'll talk to you then. <laughs>